news, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Several months ago, Texas Scorecard wrote about Kathleen McElroy who was the University of Texas at Austin professor of journalism that was being considered by Texas A&M to be hired to run the journalist department. And by the way, if you want to rewind three weeks, you can go watch that episode because I don't want to bore all of y'all who listen to us regularly. But if you will recall the writing about the fact that not only Texas A&M was considering hiring her, but the fact that she is this avowed Marxist who literally focuses on the intersectionality of how black lesbian journalists are somehow targeted, and unfortunately, there are too many white cisgender men hired within the journalist profession or something. This is how she sees the world. It's a lens that she views everything through. So when her very radical views were revealed by Texas Scorecard, A&M put a pause on the offer. And then what they did is they went back and they said, hey, you can still run the department, but it's not a tenured position. Remember, Dan Patrick has been coming after tenure at the university level, saying we should stop giving all these leftist professors tenure. They will run amok. They will take a taxpayer-funded institution and use it as an indoctrination center. And they will do so with zero consequence because we have told them they cannot be fired. So they say, hey, we're not going to give you tenure. And she's like, well, I don't, I don't want this position then. So she says no to the job at Texas A&M University, and she stays at her job at the University of Texas. Now, recognize the fact, the sad fact, that we have a Texas taxpayer-funded Marxist professor at UT who's being considered for another taxpayer-funded position at Texas A&M. The Texas Scorecard actually writes about this, and enough people are upset that the terms of her offer are maybe lowered a little bit. Just to the extent that she's told, hey, you might have to interview for this job every year, like everybody else has to do for the jobs they have. Her response is, no, I think I'm going to go stay at my current job that's also funded by all of the Texas taxpayers instead. And then the Board of Regents, every one of them appointed by Governor Abbott and confirmed by the Republicans in the Texas Senate, say, hey, let's look into what happened here. And they determine that they're really sad that this Marxist didn't get a job with Texas A&M. So they're going to offer her a million dollars. And this is the way people think when it's other people's money they're spending. That's just the truth other people's money. What's a million bucks? Just write her a check. Write her her own salary for the next five, six, seven, eight years as an apology for her turning down the job she was offered. And by the way, the Texas House of Representatives say that they had no intention of going after our attorney general until he asked them for $3.3 million. And then they realized, actually, we should overturn an election and impeach the attorney general. And now 
they're staring down the barrel of a million dollars that gets dropped to a known Marxist taxpayer-funded professor. Very little outcry from those same representatives. It's absolutely insane. And this is why, over the next year and a half to two, we have to shift our focus and conversation into the woke and weaponized state government that is right under our very noses. Russ Vogt with the Center for Renewing America has done a phenomenal job of focusing in on this at a federal level. If you're not familiar with the Center for Renewing America, you should be. Follow along with what they're doing. But that is one of the things that Russ has helped conservatives shift when it comes to their focus of all of the wasteful government spending happening at a federal level. See, it used to be that every budget cycle, we would all debate what the role of government was and how we should spend our money within all these state agencies, or federal agencies, forgive me. But what Russ has been able to help shift the focus of conservatives onto is to say, hey, when we talk about saving money, we need to save money by defunding these radical leftist programs. Texas Scorecard wrote just a couple weeks ago about TxDOT, the Texas Department of Transportation, and all the DEI training they're having all these employees do. They asked for a copy. TxDOT tried to appeal to the Attorney General's office to get a waiver to say, hey, we don't really want to tell anybody about the crazy leftist continuing education classes we're putting our employees through. This is what's happening. It's happening at the university level. It's happening at the state agency level. So what Russ Vogt and Center for Renewing America did was they said, hey guys, conservatives, focus on saving us money, but save us money by literally eliminating the worst and most leftist programs there are in the federal level. Imagine if we had a single state agency that was pushing radical, conservative ideas. And by radical, I mean normal ideas for all of human history until just recently. If we had a state agency that on an annual basis, instead of saying, hey, here's some leftist ideas, said, hey, here are traditional values that make up the state of Texas, and you as an employee of this state agency should reflect those values in the way you interact with people, in the way you treat people, in the way you talk. And this embodies who we are, not diversity, equity, and inclusion. Those are not the values that determine whether you're an effective employee at the Texas Department of Transportation. Imagine not only a reality which that's not happening, but where the alternative is happening. On the other side, there is no blue state in America that would let one of their state agencies, one of their universities do that. There is not a university in America that would say, hey, we're a left-of-center university, but there's this right-of-center professor that has all these crazy right-wing ideas, and they were going to work at another university, but then that job fell through. Let's give them a million bucks. There wouldn't be this leftist university that says, hey, we, we realized that this person was a crazy conservative, so we didn't hire them, but then we felt so bad that we didn't hire this crazy conservative that we as a leftist university 
are going to write them a million dollar check. Can you imagine that happening? Because I can't imagine that happening. That's happening in Texas. So the idea is that if you wanna stop wasting taxpayer money, why don't we focus on that? Why don't we hone in on those areas that are completely undermining our state's values and start taking away their money? And until it happens, until the Senate Finance and the House Appropriations Committees get that focused on their job, this will continue happening. And Scorecard will continue writing about it. That's just the reality. And let me give you one other perspective. Okay, so Kathleen McElroy works at the University of Texas at Austin in their journalism department. And another piece that was just written by Valerie Munoz on August 4th, literally this is it, George Soros funds race-centered journalism at the University of Texas at Austin. This is called the University of Texas Austin Center for Media Engagement. It encourages students to frame their stories in solidarity towards marginalized communities. It's funded by George Soros, among many others, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, the Ford Foundation, the Knight Foundation, and the Open Society Foundation. And Open Society Foundation is George Soros. Here's what it says. We aspire for diversity, equity, and inclusion to be at the core of the Open Society Foundation's mission and values, and we at the grant-making support group see our role as supporting and encouraging grant-making at the Open Society Foundation that advances diversity, equity, and inclusion, not only in terms of what, but also the how of grant-making. This is the filter that they're using to determine, is this center at the University of Texas doing what we wanted to do. So they literally write like, hey, if you want to know what we want the Center for Media Engagement to do, it's just a bunch of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Are you doing a bunch of diversity, equity, and inclusion on all those students that are coming through the Journalist School of UT? Great. Here's a bunch of money. And this is a Texas taxpayer-funded institution governed by boards of regents, all appointed by Governor Abbott. None of this could happen. They could end all of it tomorrow. Imagine, these are like school board members. You're a regent at the University of Texas. You've been appointed by a conservative Republican governor of a conservative Republican state anywhere in the nation. You go to the university, you're in charge. You are the board of directors. You can hire and fire the chancellor, the president. You can set policies. You can say this needs to happen and this doesn't happen. And they go, hey, all these leftist foundations say if we do a bunch of leftist stuff, they'll give us some of their money. You don't think that's maybe why we have boards of regents to say, uh, we would like to not take that money. We would like to not be part of that program. We don't want to engage in those activities. This is happening at the University of Texas Austin where Kathleen McElroy is still teaching. Now with another million dollars in her bank account for not getting hired. And like I said, you didn't hear any complaints. From all these state reps, Dade Phelan didn't come out and say, oh my goodness, we're going to have to look at this million dollars. The $3.3 million that Ken Paxson needed to settle a lawsuit? No, that is grave cause for concern. But this million dollar check that just got written to a Marxist? Not a problem. And, and honestly, you want to know one reason why it's not a problem? Because Democrats don't care about it. Chris Turner, the chair of the Democrat caucus in 2021, said, I want to impeach Ken 
Paxton. He said it in the Austin American Statesman. The head of the Texas House Democrats has called for the legislature to investigate, potentially censure, and impeach the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton in his role in the events leading to Wednesday's mob incursion into the U.S. Capitol, referring to January 6th. And this is kind of ironic that we're talking about it right now, since Trump is now being indicted on another round of accusations regarding January 6th. Here's what I found ironic about this Austin American Statesman piece. So Chris Turner says, well, I'll tell you who's, in, in, who's responsible for January 6th, Ken Paxton. We need to impeach this guy. This is the Democrats' plan. This guy is one of the mo most conservative attorney generals in the country. We should impeach him. That's what they say. But then here's what the statesman writes. With Republicans in the majority control in both houses of the legislature, Turner, Chris Turner, faces long odds in pushing an investigation of Paxton, let alone a censure or impeachment. Think about that. See, even the liberals at the Austin American Statesman say, well, we get that this really liberal Democrat wants to censure and impeach this really conservative attorney general. But since the legislature is majority Republican controlled, we would think that Chris Turner is going to have a hard time getting his way. Not in the Texas House of Representatives. Not in the Texas House of Representatives. And maybe that's another reason why they're not really looking aggressively into this Marxist payoff. So this is going to get to one of the reasons why we have an upcoming documentary coming out that Michael Sullivan has been working on. And he released a trailer, got over 100,000 views. Texas Scorecard will be releasing this documentary shortly. And I would encourage all of y'all to take time to watch it, to share it with your friends, um, and, and this is the type of content that we're putting out. By the way, it's also a reminder that if you don't have our Roku channel, you should. Um, you, if you have a Roku TV, you can literally go, just type in Texas Scorecard to the search and add the app. You can watch the Luke Messias show every week. So I know that will get a lot of you very excited, but you can also watch the other video shows that we have. You can watch the documentaries that we've already produced. If you haven't seen some of the documentaries, they're great. And we're continuing to produce content like this upcoming documentary as well. So if you want that every now and then when you're gonna watch Netflix, you can just go down and get informed a little bit. That would be even better for you and for all of your neighbors and your fellow Texans. So if you haven't downloaded the Roku app, do that. And then also keep your eyes and ears out uh, for the documentary. And of course, I will let you know when it actually is released. Do Democrats control the Texas House? That's the question I'm asking myself because so many people have been coming up to me and asserting that as a fact. I can count, there are more Republicans in the Texas House than Democrats. But what folks keep pointing to is a speaker of the Texas House who seems more concerned with appeasing the Democrats than delivering for his Republican voters. As Democrats, thank you. We appreciate so much your allowing us the opportunity to work together. They only need eight or 10 rhinos to side with all the Democrats, then all the conservative Republicans are shoved outside in the wilderness. Call a spade a spade. The Democrats control the House. So I'm going to go out and travel the state. I'm going to visit with folks and ask that question. Who runs the Texas House? So that's a really good question. And in 
closing, there are quite a few candidates that are popping up all over the state of Texas. I've been really encouraged by the amount of people that have reached out, um, people that continue to listen to the show who are running for office, uh, upcoming potential candidates. If you're aware of anybody considering running for office, just drop me a note. Send, send me a note uh, on my email, on my email blast that goes out. Uh, you know, message me on any of the social media channels that I'm on, mostly Twitter, but also Facebook. You can go there, go to Luke Macias, follow me, uh, and then shoot me a message. I have really enjoyed many listeners saying, hey, I just met this guy. He's thinking about running for office here or there. I like being aware of all the things going on um, and also the different people that are stepping up. I I've seen more people than, than ever before, and it's incredibly encouraging. Literally, on my drive to film the show, I'm getting multiple text messages and tweets about this guy just announced he's running, this person just filed an appointment of treasurer against this really bad Republican. So that's been an encouraging thing to watch and to see and to follow along with. So I just want to also tell you all that that's the shifting mode that we end up getting in. Politics is seasonal. It's filled with seasons, and so we walk into the legislative session, and we know this is a season of policymaking, and we've kind of had this weird in-between because we have these special sessions that are coming up, and nobody knows how many things are going to be on the special session. We have the Senate trial, September 5th, and then the assumption is that the governor is going to call an October special session, likely with multiple different things on it. School choice will be one of those, potentially some immigration and border policy, and then other issues that he could put up there. Texans for Vaccine Choice has asked Governor Abbott to put uh, a COVID mandate ban on the special session call, because you can still be fired in Texas for not having the COVID shot. So all of these issues could be placed on the call. It'll come down to what the governor actually cares about and what he wants to see addressed. And so we're in this middle season where we're kind of talking about policy, but we could literally be talking about policy well into the fall. And there are candidates already running. I've been speaking all across Texas. And if you have a group in Texas that you'd like me to come talk to between now and the end of the year, let me know. I don't speak as much as some of my other colleagues and some of the people that I know, just because Honestly, I'm already on the road a couple days a week, but I do try to get out there once or twice a month to a different conservative or Republican group, Republican Women's Club. So if you have any groups, uh, let me know. Shoot me a note. Shoot scorecard a note. LukeMacias.com. You can just go there and send the message. Some people just send the requests in that way. Ultimately, though, as I'm out there, people are already starting to shift gears of that seasonal mentality, some policymaking, but also the elections, candidates. And, and that's why I've release the podcast I did just like a month ago while I was on kind of paternity leave, which is the fact that I want y'all to be thinking about all the tools you need to do to build up how influential you're going to be in the election, during the policymaking process, next session, in politics in general, because the more we're all doing, then the better our state's going to be. So I'm enjoying seeing that seasonal shift. I know some of y'all are feeling it as well, but there are quite a few candidates popping up. That's really encouraging to see. I get a lot of notes saying, hey, would you have this guy on? Would you have this guy on? We don't do a lot of candidate interviews on the show in particular, but I do try to just make sure all of y'all are aware that more and more and more people are popping up, and that's very encouraging to see. May God bless you, and may God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. 
God bless you and God bless Texas.